Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Shields, and uh, today I got with me a good friend, uh, a fellow podcaster, um, and in this case, um, a secession fan and uh, aficionado. We're going to be talking secession season two. I have Justin Wells with me today. Justin, thank you for joining I'm glad to be here. It's a it's a nice welcome departure from having to talk about uh, the Liverpool football. Yeah, that's your that's your podcast, right? That's my Isn't podcast. It? Yeah, if, you know, I'll, I'll do the, the simple introduction. If you want to find me, you can find me at Anfield Index, mm-hmm. which is a podcast uh, network that specifically talks about the Liverpool Football Club. Although yeah. I occasionally talk baseball there. Yeah, you do uh, baseball as well? I occasionally will talk baseball nice. there. Which is, what, I mean, it shows your uh, diversity of range. I know when we're always talking, we're always talking either politics or... Uh, um, you know, film in this case, music in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah. Our relationship is pretty much based around music and friendship there. But, um, you know, we, we started getting talking about secession and we both absolutely are enamored by it. Um, just before we get going too much further, uh, secession, as most of you who are tuned in know this already, is an American satirical comedy drama television series created by Jesse Armstrong, which premiered in 2018. The series centers on the fictional Roy family, this, the dysfunctional as fuck owners of a global media and hospitality empire who are fighting for control over the company and missed um, uncertainty in, uh, about the health of the family's patriarch, uh, Logan Roy. So uh, we're in the second season. It just wrapped up. Um, for my money, it's one of the best shows on television um and i think you think the same i think it's the best thing on tv right yeah really i think i think it's the best thing uh i mean i'm I'm partly of this thought because of my predilection and fandom of jesse armstrong yeah Uh, i think we should start there so jesse is the showrunner for he's the writer he's he created the show and jesse is known um for peep show what of his? I mean, he's known for I mean, many Peep other Show, things. Peep Show. Peep Show I, I, we've we've spoken about this. Yeah. You, know, you know my love of Peep. Sure. It's, you consider it one of the best comedies uh, ever. I think it's it, it's, up, it's up there. With, it's up there with Seinfeld. Seinfeld. For me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark, Mark Corrigan is as good a character yeah. as George Costanza. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically because of the fact that they they tried something 
different knowing because yeah. you think about situational comedy mm-hmm. there's not that many new things you can do with it yeah and yep. they found something new to do which mm-hmm. is going extensively point of view on it yeah and I think he's done. I think he's done it again as far as finding a way to present something that's new. Basically, I mean, what is secession? Yep. It's a word first off that I can never pronounce correctly. <laughs> but secondly, it's a to take off on King Lear. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Yeah, Brian, Brian, and I mean, it's it's a little on the nose having mm-hmm. Brian Cox, a very yeah, well trained yep, Shakespearean actor, actor yeah. doing effectively the role of King Lear and playing yeah. his children against each other. Yep. Um, down to the fact that he even chose the name, you know, some some names that kind of uh, fit a, a, a kind of even a Shakespearean kind yeah, of thing. Because like you can always Roman picture, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, Roman's full name is Romulus. Yeah, and yes. the only person who calls him Romulus is Logan. Logan, his father. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it's that's I think that's a bit on those, but I think Jesse Armstrong's really just nailed it with the writing yeah. because the characters all different, all have so distinctly so different developed. points yep. of view and points of development. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to now talk about yeah, this. Yeah, exa- um, you know, and I don't want to. If it's, I actually I didn't know about Peep Show until you put me onto it, so I just do want to recommend anyone who hasn't seen that. I mean, I, I I run into people all the time who don't even know what it is because um, it was it, it was you know it was a British show. It uh, I think it went nine seasons. Nine seasons, yeah. but you could do it pretty quickly. Oh yeah, they're, they're pretty. Remember English television shows? They six, call them series. Yeah, they're, seasons, it's only six, six, six episodes, episodes yeah. so nine. So let's yeah, fifty four um, between oh three and fifteen. You know, um, so Jesse's just so sharp. Not only was it unique in the point of view, but it was also just so clever. I mean, it's hilariously written, and you know, we see that again with Secession. Have you seen In the Loop by any chance? I, it's it's on my list run. of things to watch. I mean, no, I'm, walk, I'm going. Run. I'm it's going to get to especially knowing it. what you love. It's I mean, and anyone out there as well. It's, it's another comedy that Jesse's involved in. So when Secession first, you know, kind of came on the scenes, I watched anything HBO really puts out, and I, you know, Brian Cox. He's 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 a legendary actor. I love him. That was the first appeal to it. But usually, I don't think, you know, the. Um, the struggles, the uh, the everyday struggles of the ultra rich usually isn't that much up my alley. So I was excited because Jesse was there. Uh, Jesse wrote it. Brian Cox was there. But I never knew. I couldn't imagine that I would appreciate it this much. Yeah, I, I didn't think I would either because what would the first time I saw any of the, sh- the commercials for it, mm-hmm. the only thing I saw was Jeremy Strong, where they're presenting it almost as like it's one man's battle to yeah. win over, you know, to win over a company yep. or save a company. Mm-hmm. And then you realize quite quickly that it's really not. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's really not. And what's, uh, I think the, the joy of, and we're going to get into a lot of the characters, is this wonderful ensemble cast. And like you were saying earlier, how, um, you know, distinct and different they are. And, and, and I want to get into this a bunch and just how broken and, and, and messed up they are in different ways. But, um, you know, it's, this isn't something new, what I'm going to say. I mean, I just, I think a lot of us are, um, kind of in awe of the fact of how they make us empathize with these terrible, terrible people. The way I, reason I'm saying that's not something new, I mean, in the glory days of, of the Golden Age TV, I mean, we had all these um, anti-heroes, whether it's Tony, you know, Brian Cranston, and, you know, Mad Men was the same way, where you're actually empathizing and really, you know, you're rooting for these awful people. And that's, you know, they, they, they play with that a lot in, in Secession. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you're kind of wondering while you're watching the show, which one of them's the worst? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, hey, let's just do that right there. Which Shiv. Do you, you think Shiv? Absolutely. I her want to hear her morals take. are the loosest. Okay. They're the most easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. She's willing to, I mean, 
she's willing to mess with the people she loves most. I mean, in, in the finale, when yeah. her and Tom are sitting on the beach when they've gotten taken to that one cove to have some time spent together, yep. Yep. Tom points out that she asked him to have an open marriage wedding on their wedding night. Day. Yeah, absolutely. That is wild. Wow, I didn't. I did not expect that answer, and I do see it. I mean, you know, there's that... Um, when she goes after that whistleblower, yeah, and she's she's talking her off, you know, out of out of doing it. That was that was, I thought that was very telling to uh, to her character. And yes, the Tom thing. I mean, she was she was what we've seen, and you know, we should take this conversation wherever we want to, and it's good leading right towards Tom now. But we're seeing uh, a bit of a broken Tom after being bullied for the entire season in many many ways. That was wild to see. Yeah, well, you can't make a Tom without breaking it for Greg's. <laughs> yes, you mean. <laughs> like that, I'm yeah. sorry. There is some really great, like, like it's one of those things where there's, I think, a bunch of different interplaying concepts of who's the comic relief in the show. Yep. yep. Because, yeah, Tom and Greg definitely provide a lot of the satire, for sure. Yeah, but, so, but so does Roman and so, so does, does Connor. Roman. Yeah, no question. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, th- that's why that's why when people ask yeah, me great if I call. think it's a drama is, is, or a comedy, yeah, this, is where I, this is where I lean towards the fact that it's a comedy. Yeah, I know. I, and I, was, I always think, because Secession really has become a bit of a phenomenon in a way I didn't see. And um, I love examining what the appeal is. And one of the things I did mention was the, that toying with your, your empathy. But, uh, I mean, I, there's a lot of fun drama and stuff. But, like, I, I think I'm there for the comedy. I like think it's I'm totally different <laughs> yeah. the comedy. The one-liners is so it's I find this brand of of dark humor that 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 he's reeling out here just so entirely I mean amazing. I mean I and I I've always been a Karen Culkin fan. I mean he um I saw him in this fabulous um uh, uh Kenneth Lonergan play This is this is our youth and he actually played a character very similar and um I just I loved seeing it brought to light again. I just think he's just such a prick. Oh yeah, and, he's, and, but he's he's I think in many ways one of the ones you can actually empathize yep, with most. Exactly. Yeah, you cannot empathize with all of them. They're not talking about. I, I can't like I can't empathize. Like going back to Shiv, another reason yeah. I can't empathize with her is she abandons working for Gilly, who's obviously a surrogate for Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders, which yep. is a person very near and dear to my own personal it's, heart. You and me both, pal. Um, <laughs> but she goes from basically working for him. To putting him in a suspect situation where he, where he is forced to interact with Logan and yeah. forced to make a deal with Logan yep. to, yeah. to a situation then where she's quitting working for him and his campaign and immediately going to work for ATN or we saw Rocco, but yep. ATN was basically yeah. Fox News of, the, of, that, of, that, of, of that empire. Yeah, this is, yeah. And it, it's just how, how do you how do you rationalize a 180 like that without Without having even the barest of principles. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, you got me really thinking about Shiv in a different way. I mean, I definitely, I, I see where you're coming from the whole time. I mean, Sarah's amazing at doing the role. I was just going to, that's, I think that's what I'm taking of when I'm watching Shiv. I just, her subtleties, the way she, she, uh, her acting is just incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, just this, this, I mean, this whole ensemble, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enamored with all of them. I mean, Jay Smith Cameron as Jerry, she's one of my favorite characters. I think she's, you know, just her relationship with um, Roman is really, really hilarious. And just, I mean, she's her strength and the way she plays it. I've a uh, let me pull this up here real quick. This is really cool. The way they they decided to um, to you know this season kind of saw Jerry and um, Roman take on a different relationship in a very playful and sexual way. And uh, so 
what happened? It is definitely playful and sexual. Yeah. What happened was, um, so uh, Roman, or uh, I got to say Karen at this point, he, uh, when he's on set, he's pretty much stays in, in Roman. He like, he, you know, he's, he, that's how he plays it. And so he started flirting with her just on set and they were like checking out each other's asses and stuff like that. I mean, they just kind of playing around and the writers saw that and they're like, this is, this is like, they were laughing at it off, off, you know, off air per se. And they're like, that's, this is too good. We have to write this into the thing. And that's kind of the genesis of that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, one of the more compelling season, uh, scenes in the entire season is when they're at the, the after the dinner that goes to complete shit at the Pierce household. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a wonderful episode. Which, yeah, it's that's, an amazing um, episode. Yeah, yeah. And you have Tabitha telling uh, everybody at the yep. table yep. that Roman doesn't fuck her. We, yeah. I can curse on this podcast, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, because I, I, it's, a, it's encouraged. Good, because there's no way to discuss Logan without saying fuck off. Absolutely, so we'll, yep. And we'll get to that. But... Um, but after Tabitha says it, like Roman doesn't fuck me. Yeah, he try. They then try to have sex. It yep. fails. And what does Roman do? He goes to jerk off in Jerry's bathroom. Absolutely. After she tell, like you know, she gets he gets behind the door. Mm-hmm. Like it's he's um he's got some really weird sexual hangups that are they're incredible for TV. Like yeah. it, because of the fact that you can really just see the psychosis that exists in all three of these characters yep. where. You know the three. The, when I say these three characters, I mean Eat obviously Kendall, yeah. Chip, and, and the, Roman. The, the, the trio the that are fighting that just exists between their mother and their father, mm-hmm. um, not giving them the barest affection as as people. Absolutely, yes, and I mean it's it's so funny how I mean you get to see them. I mean, not only are they like kind of competing for that that love, uh, they parallel with it. They're all competing for his, you know. The, the job that he has, yeah. and it's, it's it happened at the same time. I think I can't go too much farther without talking more about Kendall, though, because you just brought brought it to my mind, because that moment, and I mean, he's, I mean, Jeremy Strong's so amazing this, and, and really, he's, I feel like a lot of the focus, especially first season, um, and then it came around to him again in the second season, he's, he's got a lot of focus, spotlights definitely on him, but he, uh, you know, the way in which he's broken is is just wild, and Seeing him try to confess what he did, that the the vehicular manslaughter is that that's what it was, right? Yeah, that's yeah, definitely that, vehicular that, that, manslaughter. Yeah, um, it's uh, not like he intended to kill. No, exactly. Yeah, I feel like later. I've seen the word murder thrown around and the whole thing. I just don't think that fits a, perfectly. A, right? I mean, it's a thin line. It's a thin. It's a, <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so particular about it, but when he was trying to convince, um, uh, uh, confess it to his mother, and she just like, "Can we talk tomorrow or something?" And you just realized how hollow their youth truly was and just like he can barely hug anybody and like just their interactions it's they that they, they were they were not given love he's a corporate robot yeah like he i mean i guess what he's supposed to be james murdoch to a point down yeah. to the fact where james murdoch has even recently kind of said that he doesn't agree with everything that's on fox news yeah yeah and it's very clear yeah, that the only the thing that yeah. kendall wants is either the company yeah or to kill his father. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, a, it's the the automaton part of the season of, of the second season where he's basically just become his father's henchman or the yeah. guy who's there to do his father's dirty work. Yep. Yeah, when is, he when he got it, um, what's that company? Uh, Walter. Walter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and w- and when he's asked by the the owner of Walter, which is, that's his baby in the first season, yeah. why did you do this? My father told me. My to. father told me to blatantly. Yeah. Blatantly, like it's it's at a point where he's just not functioning with anything that resembles yeah. 
Well, like, that's that's a thing autonomy. that's that's you know, and I'm going to keep harkening back to it. Just the empathy thing. I I can't even imagine how I I can empathize with someone like Kendall, like who is you know he's a spoiled brat who's been given everything his whole life. He uh um you know he, he like I said committed vehicular manslaughter. He talks about like you know women in a way that's misogynistic and and that gross and. He's just, he's the shittiest type of person that I just really wouldn't even want to be around. But then I'm watching him and how broken he is, his, you know, the emotional range as, as, as conveyed by Jeremy Strong and how just knowing that backstory of no love, I'm like, that, that's, I mean, I, I, last night I was like left uh, after the finale, I've left, I'm left cheering for him. And that's, that's weird. It's very strange because <laughs> it's also funny to say shitty is too because the, he does actually shit himself in bed he this does, season. He does. Yes, he does. Yep. So that's something that we need to kind yeah. of you know put out. Yep. But it's just also there are things about him with the, the human you know human frailty. I think is yeah. also another big component of, no of this show. And it's just you can see how it's weird because I actually think that he might be the only one of the three that Logan cares about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But he shows it in a weird way because, like, Logan's way, way I, of showing it is just to try I, to keep him away from drugs. Yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think I think he does love him, and and I say we dissect the hell out of the finale right now, and just because Go it's so it. good. Yeah. And and I mean, even if we have to do it from moving to the uh, from the end of it backwards, because I'm just going to go right there. He was proud of him, what he did at the end. That was pride. I couldn't tell if there was like a tear of like joy or because remember the person that logan thinks about giving up first is himself yeah right and yeah. were you buying that, that i don't know was, if i i, I feel I, like I, he was wielding that a little bit i mean that's the thing you the one character whose intentions are intentionally obscure at all times yeah. is logan yep and, and which makes no sense question. because he's the only power center in the show yep Right. If you think about it, which characters basically deal with the wrath of Logan most? Mm-hmm. Kendall. Yep. He's easy on Roman. He just yep. tells Roman all the time that he's a fuck up and an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Um, Shiv, he basically treats like he's taking her advice, but basically at all times, Shiv's does. Shiv has no idea whether or not his father is act- her father is actually listening to him or not. Yep. And then to a lesser extent, Frank. Right. Yeah. Who and Frank's character is solely there to basically be a counterpoint to Roman of you're the competent person who knows how to operate a business yeah. versus the incompetent person yep. who doesn't. Definitely. I mean, Roman bought the wrong fucking soccer team for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, that, but I do believe, and I think HBO kind of uh, pushed it a little bit today. They're, they're actually tweeting um, about, you know, they had a picture of him at the end sitting there in his face, and it said something about pride. Yeah. Like, that's pride. And that's, that's just, that's sick. And I mean, it really, he did... Uh, you know, he uh, he 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 phrased it uh, the the uh, sacrifice of Kendall as you know he brought up the whole Incas thing. He's like, what could you possibly kill that that you love so much that that would make the sun rise again? That whole Incas story, and he was kind of trying to phrase it through a lens of 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 love. When you know, I mean, Logan doesn't give a fuck. No, no, he doesn't. And it's it's interesting too because Logan tells Kendall after they agree. <laughs> that Kendall is going to take the fall. Kendall asks Logan, do you think I could have done the top job? Logan tells him, no, because you're not a killer. We saw Kendall kill a guy in the first season. You don't tell a person who's actually killed someone that they're not a killer. It doesn't like he's very much a killer. He's in fact done it. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't didn't even think about that. That's amazing. Um, That, I mean, that scene is just incredible. He's just, cause you know, 
you don't know, and this is credit to Jeremy Strong, I'm sure, you, exactly what. Um, it's funny because, like, when I, in hindsight of the whole what happened, it could be one of those things like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. It should have been predictable. But, I mean, it's, it was like kind of easily predictable and shocking all at the same time. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but I would just, I did not, you know, I, the way he was playing and he was kind of telling people like, it's all good, you know, just eat your food. It's fine. I got it. it, it what was it? I kept saying this, um, the optics check out, you know, and yeah. it made sense, but it's just, I think, I don't know that moment. Oh, and by the way, Shiv also tells Logan to sell out him yeah and she sells him to tom, tom yeah she sells him to sell out her brother and her father at two different times in the finale yeah right just go oh, yeah back, back to back to back to the I, I you know it, it's a type of thing where it's just uh shiv uh you know yeah a shiv is also a instrument used in prison to stab someone oh my goodness wow I, I mean, I mean it was short for shaban but yeah, still sure no shiv definitely makes <laughs> but sense she shivs people yeah um no and just the idea um, of what Logan loves about Kendall is very interesting, and it was it was pointed out by um, was it is it Marie who he's uh, he's seeing the um, part of the Pierce family? Yeah, who was shipped uh, off? Is it? Yeah, uh, I think I'm pretty. Naomi Pierce. Is that what it is? Yes, Nan. Naomi. Nan, Nan, right. Nan is the mother Nan of the, the Pierce mom. family. It's yep. Naomi Pierce. But she was telling him that she's like you know he's he's like he loves me because he's right and you're right. I, I I believe he loves him, but he's like he he likes the broken you. That's well, the one that that works for him. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, also when uh, in in the episode um, where they do the fifty years in media for for Logan at Dundee, when they go back yep. and Lo- and Kendall does the L to the OG rap, which yeah. <laughs> is for me what, the highlight of the season. It's unbelievable! I can't believe that uh, that happens yet. In neither Dundee. one of us should try it. No. No. That's um Jeremy Jeremy Strong dropped bars, man. Dropped, but he's, he's got bars, he brings man. he brings the uh That's my Halloween costume, by the way. I've already bought like a jersey and all the stencils for the L to the OG. Nice. And, uh, yeah, nice. It's a, it's oh, a I bow, see bow tie right there. But uh <laughs> when when you think about it, like he brings the, the, the I can't remember the the actress from the place. I think it's Jennifer, the one where basically he steals the actress from Connor's oh, yeah, play yeah, and yeah. basically just the, the the play that you know is going to be a total dog totally. within five minutes because yep. it's Connor and it's and we should talk about him later. Yes, but um because I find him sooner very than later. I know you want to talk about Connor, but it's uh, fascinating, it's hilarious. When you when you when you look at that, she tells him, "You've been talking about your father all night," and. That's his cue to basically get her on the first plane from Scotland yeah, back to New York. That's right. That that is when he quit on her. That is when he quit on her. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. You don't mess with me and my. Me and don't my get daddy. between me and Logan. Don't get between me and my daddy. Oh man, um, that was wild too. And it's just these rich moments where you just kind of like, you know, it's them and just like these non people. Like it didn't matter. I mean, like, I guess the question is because it's such an ensemble cast. Do you consider? Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong, the two leads? I would say so. It seems after just seeing the, um, you know, how everything played out the first two seasons, I mean, definitely uh, those two. Yeah, that's yeah. the focal point. I, I would think so. Yeah. And there's just one other thing about Kendall that I've always found amusing, which is at the beginning of the season, you're dealing with the fallout from the failed takeover by Sandy Furness and Stewie Husseini, yep. right? And he's trotted on TV and very blankly says, I saw their plan and my father's was better. Yeah. At the end of this, it almost feels like he went and said, I saw my father's plan and mine was better. Mine, mine was better. Mine was better. Yeah. 
No, I think I think you're absolutely right. And um, I just keep thinking about and that that table scene when they're trying to figure out who who I mean who is um, on the boat, who is gonna you know take the fall. I think that was one of like the most riveting twenty minutes. It's, I mean, it was a lengthy, lengthy scene where they're going back and forth. Excuse me, that uh, that has happened sometime. I mean, they're all there, plainly speaking uh, about each other as the ones who's you know going to you know take this fall, which could mean jail time, could mean a whole hell, and uh, it's they're just going back and forth in this way that like they seem kind of comfortable doing it, which which is wild. Yeah, I think also one thing that I could take from that scene and many other scenes in this particular show is that I wish I ran a company that leased long tables to HBO. Yeah, yeah, right. I was I couldn't, you know, there's a lot of like rich moments, like rich porn in in this series and I think this finale almost took the cake when they're just taking these boats from the yacht oh, to yeah. these little islands and the inflatable Yep. Slide. Yeah, exactly. There's jet skis pulling up. Just the way that all the all the uh, the help was there in every way. I mean, the help was even being pulled into a threesome um, that uh, Tom ended up not not being up for. Uh, what did you think of Tom eating the um, piece of chicken? He just it's just breaking, right? He's he's. The last time I saw someone in an HBO show eat food off of someone else's plate, it's when uh, Doc Santoro eats. Uh, uh, eats a uh, pasta off of Phil Leotardo's plate, uh-huh. and uh, he gets shot in the eye coming out of a massage parlor. So I'd say that Tom got off easy. It's it's it is it is a it is a fuck you move. It is a very fuck you <laughs> it's move. Fuck you move. I'm glad that Tom finally grew balls. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, it took him. I mean, he really, if you think of the arc, his arc this season. I mean, from four on the floor to um, you know being being trotted out there in the episode entitled DC in front of everyone too. Almost every episode, he is bullied, um, just just broken down. And see, here I'm, I'm doing it again, and this is what's crazy to me. And like, and Tom's always been my kind of just. I found him, I find him funny, but I've never empathized with him till last night because he's the type of fucking guy who will put his feet on the back of someone else's. You know what I'm talking about? That that move with the it was like a hazing move where yeah. he was like putting his feet like that's these are the type of worst these are the worst type of people in the world to me. And yet I find myself after watching him just being broken and and you know fumbling his way through all all the whole season and, and being bullied and I'm just like now I find myself rooting for him and like I was happy when he bit well, the chicken. It's, it's because of the fact that I think also if you think about Tom, his function and it's made very clear, and it's also part of the basis of the Tom and Greg relationship, is he tells Greg what's so great about having opulent wealth. Yeah, yeah. Right? He takes Greg out to an over-the-top expensive meal yep. that clearly Tom's not Tom's not going to make money independently. This is not a smart man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, we'll put it this way. He's not stupid. No. But he's not, he's not the type of person who's going to sit out there and do anything besides be an urchin on a family that's got a lot of uh, – it's got a lot of money, and he takes. You know, you can just see that all he wants to do is live the high life, have a job with status, but have to not do any of the work and not yep. deal with any of the consequences. Yep. And what does he get? The consequences the co- only, all, only all the consequences. All the con- consequences. Yeah, I think there's something to be said also of, and um, this is maybe part of the appeal of the show is that Tom's unhappiness that we saw. I mean, I think some of the show seeing these ultra, ultra rich people, um, this is 
far and away the one percent. I mean, seeing their unhappiness. I think. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know if I, I should describe that as the appeal, but it's definitely interesting. That I mean, obviously, we all most people know that money does not equate straight to happiness. But I mean, this is this is showing it in a, in a pretty interesting way. Yeah, it's the it's the age old problem of like you want nice material things and you go out and buy something that's nice and material and you find out 10 minutes after owning it that you're no happier than you were 10 minutes before. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, um, uh, retail therapy. That yeah. just, that's, no, excuse me. Um, that just never fully, fully works. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I'm just laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm not a hippie ship. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, he's a Heckman actor too. That's, it's, he's really, He's such a joy to watch this whole season and him and Greg. I need to ask you, though, about Greg, though, because it's obvious at the end that he is working with um, Kendall. Yeah. That's quite a risk. I mean, realizing that he just um, foregoed um, 125. Uh, no, wait. 250 million. 250 million, yep. Um, and then, you know, he's further pushing himself away. I don't know. It's it's wild. What do you think of that? I, I, I mean... I, I hope that Ewan was watching. I hope Ewan yeah. knows he was there. Oh, great point. Yeah. Because, I mean... Yeah, that's not over. It's not over. I love James Cromwell. I love James Cromwell. I love James Cromwell is so, so good. He's such a good actor. Really? I, I recently watched uh, L.A. Confidential. Oh, yeah. And, oh, how was that? How was oh, it's great. It, hold, it holds yeah. up. I mean, yep. you know what? If you're, do, if you're doing a, a genre that holds up, that's going to hold up over time. Yeah, Ewan Noir is it. Noir, 100%. Yep. <laughs> but, um, no, it, he's, it, it's just the fact that Greg seems to be a character who actually does have some sort of moral basis. Yeah. I am. Yes. Well, I think that's where I was going to go for it. This was risky, but I mean, he's even tried to, um, plot his Brexit, plot, plot his Brexit. <laughs> Kill it today. Um, yeah, no, exactly. He's actually mentioned, I mean, to, uh, to Tom that he's just like, look, I, you know, I do have some, you know, moral thing. And I think this is, this is him trying to make that stand. <laughs> I mean, it's, which might be hard to make that stand with, uh, his little foot issue going on. Yeah, well, <laughs> th- it is funny, though, because of the thing, you know, Greg shows up in the first season, and what's your first introduction to Greg? A guy told to go see his uncle yeah. after getting fired from a theme park for getting stoned in his car and puking yeah. out, of a, out of a mascot's <laughs> costume. Right. That's right, yeah. Right, so, like, Greg, Greg's, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a loser. <laughs> Sales out, but, sales out, nails out. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to sales call out, that. Sales out. Yeah, but no, now, but now, right. but now we're now we're actually talking about a guy who in the who who in the season finale of the second season yeah. is like discerning the differences in the flavors of different proseccos and champagnes. Absolutely, and then also he's you know in in a, a unique power position towards the end. I could actually see them taking uh, him to to um, you know his arc over the course of the series as it moves forward to to uh, potentially powerful place. I love when he was having awesome. his little meeting when. Um, um, Tom came over and he wanted to make sure he got all the, the paperwork from him. And he was having a little meeting of the future. Uh, I forget exactly the phrasing he was using, but it was a bunch of coworkers and they saw themselves as like the future of the company. Mm-hmm. I, think that was, I thought that was really funny. Oh, I thought it was really funny yeah. when they had the, uh, the shooter. And, oh, yes. And oh. Tom is not moved <laughs> to the executive panic room. And Greg tells him that he wants to get away from him and basically just starts getting pelted by, like, office supplies. That, again, Tom, I mean, Tom's just pelting him a thing. And, like, like, you know, I I feel 
a tinge of shame, even, you know, having that empathy to- for Tom at the end after watching him do that. That was, but that's the thing. That's where like the Tom and Greg situation. It's so funny. It it's is. so funny. You know, it's because they represent the two, uh, I don't want to say it, but I will. They represent the yin and the yang of the relationship yeah. that's there of like the people who are outsiders who aren't Roy's. Yep. Right. There's two ways which, which you can see their behavior. You can either just basically enable it or you can be disgusted by yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Great, po- and, great Paul. Yeah. And Greg is disgusted by it. Yeah. And the only Roy who's seemingly disgusted by it is Kendall, despite the fact that in many instances he is in fact the worst. Yep. But yeah. Greg at least has a moral bounding to do that. Absolutely. The thing for him that's weird is just the fact that he's just not used to uh, having money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 such a joy watching him wade into this world and, and figure it all out. I'm really, you know, I'm just so curious how. Um, did you watch the right after the uh, episode ended? Jesse always kind of does a little bit. Did you, did you watch watched, that this I've, time? I've watched him for every episode. I just yeah. didn't watch it for the finale. Did you not? So what he, he did allude to, and he talks about a bunch and of... Partly because I knew you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, 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 they've been very insightful. They're so terse, but they're very, very insightful as well. But I loved how um, he talks about just the mess that he's left himself with this. I mean, he's like... it was He was, I, he was kind of almost laughing towards the end about, you know where they left the show because it's so messy it sounded like he might have even like dug a hole too big to yeah. come out of he's like I, he's like you know we're gonna have to figure out how to get out of this mess and i was i was thinking about you know that's a strong move from kendall uh just to talk about the the, the um dynamics of what he did uh you know i can't stop thinking about I always think these when shows are so well written like this, and you know, I harken back to Breaking Bad a lot like this. When when you see some, when they take a moment to actually show a shot of something, it's usually going to mean something, like a Chekhov's gun type situation, where like they, they if a seed's planted, it's going to grow. And I think about you know, there's obviously this ling- lingering thing that Kendall's dealing with with this, you know, with the with the manslaughter thing. But when he put the money. In the in the slot that night, and they made the you know they they showed that scene right. So I mean, there's a lot that can come back on him too. Like it's just it's 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 messy. It's very messy. <laughs> but once again, who's the only person who knows about the manslaughter piece? Which Logan would be is Logan, covering it up. Logan's covering it. It's up. covering it up. That's and, his, and, that's his out there. Yes, they, and they and they kind of address the fact that basically they put bygones to be bygones when he went back to see the kid's family. Yeah, yeah but. I, I feel like that's something that can, like, that's something that doesn't go away, right? No. When you that's think what I'm about saying. it, we've been talking about, even though now he's dead, we've been talking about Ted Kennedy yep. and, and, and uh, Chef 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 Quiddick, Chef Quiddick, for yep. 50 years. Absolutely. Scandals like that. It actually happened linger. 50 years ago now. Yeah, and I think, it, I think those scandals linger so much because, it, and this show does a good job of, uh, of talking about it, it's this humans, like, or this, like, us versus non humans thing. Yeah. And, like, these people, these, you know, people who are, at this level of rich, which is just, it's just disgusting the way they talk about money and everything. But they, uh, I mean, they, they, they see these, all these other actors in the world as just, just these kind of props for them to do whatever with. And, and that's when you get situations like this where, you know, you can almost get them. Like, you know, it's kind of like that gotcha moment for them because, you know, they, you don't want them getting away with this type of, you know. And, and the people who come around them in all instances what are the things that they basically end up doing in those situations, right? Like, think about it. Hugo. When, when Hugo and Logan are in the car on the way to the boat in the final oh, episode, yeah, yeah. What, what, is, what, is, what does Logan ask Hugo if he would do? What is Hugo's response? 
decapitate basically his boss. Yeah. Not like, you know, metaphorically, yep. but they, the answer to them in all these situations is there's nobody who they can't take out in some way or another. Yeah. And yep. that's how they handle those situations. Yep. Yeah. And seeing the show does a good job of showing the frustration that they deal with when, um, when they can't just pay something away. Yeah. You know, which is great. So, I mean, on that note, um, what, I mean, what do you feel about, I mean, is there anything you want to speak on with the, with the kind of the commentary on, um, you know, I think there's commentary on here for about for-profit media and, you know, just the, 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 you know, the, you know, being influenced by the Murdoch's um, media empire. Do you think, I mean, I find it fascinating that, uh, you know, you think about these people who have this much power and just like this much wealth and that much power and that influence in the media, then you get to see inside their world and see that they're not just like people like us, but they're also just like, they're just messy in many other ways. And it's like the, what my takeaway is nobody should have that much wealth and that much power to be doing those sort of things because everybody is flawed and human. Of course, well. and That's- and if you think about it, what's their what's their solution to the possibility that they might have to face actual consequences as a result of the cruise line thing? It's to kill send, one of their own. Yeah, well, it's also to send Roman to go try to get sovereign oh, wealth yes. fund money to take, <laughs> yes, the, take the company private, so that they don't have to answer to any sort of shareholder complaints, and yep. that, that can all just get buried That's, along that, alongside Molesta. Yep. yep. Um, absolutely. That's 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 wow. Yeah. Definitely, that's what they were going for. Oh, oh wait, I also find it funny that Willa goes to Mo, Mo's funeral and doesn't realize that Mo and Lester, Mo Lester, Mo. is a nickname. <laughs> yep. Which what a should great, tell you enough. Great moment in that DC episode with Tom and the uh, the Mo Lester. Mo Lester, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was those. Um, I love those scenes in DC with uh, the hearings. They really I brought mean, you inside. Greg is amazing. Greg is. Um, I wanted. I wanted to sit there. I wanted them to focus in on the whole thing. I could have watched that whole thing. I think that was. I mean, Tom and Greg are Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. We're, we're gonna make a Shakespearean. Yeah. Uh, um, what's what? I mean, what Jesse does a great job of, and you're absolutely right about that comparison. Is is making sure because it's obviously based on the Murdoch family, but he's like. He's like, the influences are not just the Murdochs. This is like, this is way beyond the Murdochs. Cause I mean, he's like, he's like, every day we're seeing the ills of like these, you know, he's like, the Trumps are in there. All these, all these people, oh, yeah. all these things are about it. It's, it's different. And also, he always points out this. Um, and I think it, it could be a jab at the, um, at Rupert is he's like, the, the, the big difference between the two is he's like, Logan built his empire from the ground up. You know, Rupert did not. Yeah, he, 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 almost any interview I've seen that, that compares him, he definitely mentions that. Um, I, well, just sticking on the profit for for profit media please. thing, though, quickly. Like, if you think about it, what's the one thing that they want? Like, what? Why? Why do they want to buy Pierce Media? Right? Yeah. Which I guess Pierce so is it's I some guess sort of protection. It's protection against because the, if they expand the board, then the takeover bid from Stewie and Sandy. Um, fails yeah. right they don't have the votes the reason that they're you doing that has the votes. yeah the reason that they're trying <laughs> thanks roman uh, the reason that they're trying to do that is uh because not because they care about having a liberal voice no they don't care about that nope. they they care about protecting themselves mm-hmm. and yep. it's once again for-profit media who knows what rupert murdoch really thinks i'm pretty sure he's probably extraordinarily conservative and probably believes a lot of what he peddles out there or at least knows that a lot of what he peddles out there serves the purpose of protecting his money yep but 
for yeah. profit, for profit media part. basically exists to protect and protect uh, you know certain interests and not yeah. actually report on. The, it's like, the money even, in I politics. Wouldn't, idea, I wouldn't even yeah. call Fox conservative. I would just call it basically Be bought. Bought. Yeah, it's bought. Bought. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, there's interests that are pushing those things. It's it's not about just. It's not about CNN a conservative. And MSNBC. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, CNN, it's either they're, they're not liberal. They're they're CNN's not centrist. They're yeah. Whatever company's getting Ted Turner's here for buy advertising, whatever company's getting whoever the sh- the mm-hmm. uh, people who run uh, yeah. MSNBC is, that's what that is. Yeah. Um, how fascinating was it? And in, in, in just you know, on that note, how fascinating was it to see the Roy's versus the Pierce family? I mean, they got together, and you know, you're looking at Nan was so great. That's Cherry Jones. Yeah. She, I mean, what a, what a treasure she is, and just like how they were kind of like, I mean. The way they were trying to impress through, you know, like offering the um, housekeeper to have a drink and that kind of the, the Shakespeare quotes at the dinner table. And like, it's just, it was so funny to see the two different brands of wealth. Yeah. Well, this now gives me my time to go on my favorite yes. of the characters. <laughs> great. Connor. Connor. It's great Connor episode. Yeah, it's let's, an amazing let's, Connor that, episode. It's, it's Connor time. It's Connor time. <laughs> so Alan Rock's amazing in this role. Yep. Um, Connor is... I, I, I don't know how I don't know like who the analog of Connor is as a real person. I want to say it's like why a Coke like blended with uh, why if anybody doesn't know why a Coke is um, Dave, Coke? David Coke's son okay. who is he designs ridiculous shirts mm-hmm. like ridiculous short sleeve button shirts. You should take a look at them. This is not a plug for him because I, I don't I, want anybody. I, to I, buy I didn't. Them. I, didn't. <laughs> I don't want anybody to buy no. Coke industry clothing. No. But, no. but you should look at them. But Connor gets into an argument with a guy who's from the Brookings Institute, mm-hmm. which Connor rails against elites, and obviously Connor is very much an elite. Yep. Right. Like, what's Connor doing? What are Connor's two? Pro- We've never actually seen Connor even enter towards anything that resembles work. And what has he done? L- spilled five hundred thousand dollars a week on a Broadway show yeah. and tried a- and uh, become a meme in running for president with the. I was, that's how I was actually just looking for the the quote. He's the um, the con heads are loving this. Yeah. <laughs> but he has the the Pierce family member who uh, works at the Brookings Institute, mm-hmm. and they get drunk, and he wakes up the next morning and realizes that if he's elected president, he he's him. promised him the State Department. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, the pairings were so great in that. It was just, I mean. That was that was a very comedic episode by by setup, you know, when yeah. they're setting up each each of the ones. Um, the Connor moment last night was intense. I mean, because he's definitely like the offbeat son. He's not, you know, he's not, um, you know, has ties to the company or anything like that. He's 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 the eccentric yeah. easily. But I mean, just even seeing him beg, like, just like what, like a little, what he said, like a little hundred hundred mil, um, and he was just really trying to get a. Uh, you know, trying to get a headline, the whole thing, and just seeing his 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 father snap snap back at him about being an embarrassment, and the yeah. whole thing. It's, I mean, again, another crushing blow that I like empathized with, and it's just wild. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake Connor has ever made in his life is leaving his ranch. Like, yeah, that, which that, by the way, the episode at the ranch at Austerlitz, the, yep. the name of the episode, yes, it is. is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so before we go too much further, just a reminder that Across the Margin, the podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Osiris is a global community connecting passionate fans with podcasts and experiences about artists and topics they love. Go to OsirisPod.com to see all the podcasts, all the events, um, sign up for the newsletter there. Um, I know, I, I think I've mentioned this uh, uh podcast before on this um on, on this podcast <laughs> not a podcast right there but uh the tapes archive was just released by osiris and they've been rolling out all these 
um, uh, unearthed interviews that haven't aired. There was there's a great one I listened to with Bill Maher, <laughs> your, your guy Justin, the other day. Um, there's a Billy Joel one, just like all these uh, uh, great George Carlin one, really excellent. I, I mean, love. I can get uh, behind George I know, Carlin. I, know, I, know, I was yeah. about to start going. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, and there's one I'm excited about tomorrow. It's um, uh, Shannon Hoon from um, uh, Blind Melon. And I think it's right before his passing. And, and it's cool. They're just digging out old ones. So that's just one of the exciting podcasts you'll find at OsirisPod.com. Check that out. Um, so what, I mean, I, I think the big one we're missing right now with, with discussing um, the characters and just like the big moments of this season is uh, Rhea. Oh, human lightning rod lay Rhea Jarrell. Who <laughs> played just incredibly by Holly Hunter. She, I mean, she's a fantastic wow. actress. It's stunning. She's her work is insane. Yeah, it's there's just so much about the character where what's her original function? To try yeah. to bring the pure steel together. What's her next function? To still try to get the still try to get it to work even though it's going to fail. Yeah. And then what? It's she she uh ruins uh Logan and Marsha's marriage. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it was it was wild to get my head around initially um you know, she was the CEO of uh Pierce, and it was just—it was wild to see her put her faith in and Logan, because I mean, she basically sided with Logan over Nan. Um, but I mean, I guess she was just assuming that you know she knows a killer, and she's just assuming that that you know he he would get it done or something. I I don't know. I just had a hard time kind of while it's going through reconciling with it, but because she is, she's a boss. I mean, she's yeah, such an but- impressive, but. She gets played. She gets played. She gets played as hard as anyone did this season, including Tom. Yeah, and, and who plays her? Who does it most? Yeah. Yeah. It's Shiv. It's Shiv, Shiv shivs her. It's Shiv. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Like, this is the, very enlightening the, the to Dun, me. The Dundee episode, right? Yep. The entire time, everybody else is expressing, like, like Kendall, Logan. Yep. Uh well, not not so much Logan because Logan never expresses what he feels about anybody. Yeah. It's kind of the hallmark of the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Kendall, Roman, I guess even Connor—they yeah. all kind of admit to liking her and thinking yeah. that she's decent. And yeah. to be perfectly honest, in a normal functioning company where you have three kids who are kind of, first off, you wouldn't have that level of nepotism in a normal functioning company, yeah. especially with Shiv being almost brought in as like consigliere to the boss in a place where she hasn't walked worked a day yeah. in her life. Yep. And what's her experience? She's an she's like an organizer for Bernie Sanders yeah. or Gilly. Yes, yeah, yeah. um, but. Uh, He's uh, she, like she comes in and she's automatically like taking over everything and like immediately extra- expresses a, uh, a distaste towards the outsider. And what does mm. she do? She finds a way to position her to take the fall because she knows about the crew. Everybody knows about the cruise's information mm-hmm. except for Raya. Yep. And then in the next episode where they're trying to sort out what the hell went wrong in cruises, who's the one person who's not in the war room? Yeah. Yeah. Raya. Yeah. She's not finding anything out. And where does this take her? She realizes that she's being positioned to basically just take the hit. And what do you yeah. do? You leave in that situation. Yeah. You're not. You, you, yeah, she, she knew. She's out. Yeah. Absolutely. She was out. The best move she made. And the, it's probably a character that's probably now probably being written out of the show. Yeah, so I was thinking the same thing. I think we'll see Nan again. Um, and, you know, there's there's other players along the way. And one, one which I think had a wonderful moment um, this week was, was Stewie sniffing that lavender. Uh, when he was rejecting the offer, I thought that was a boss, oh. boss moment. St- Stewie is a Stewie's a very good character. Yeah, he's cool. In particular, he's... because of the fact that he's 
it's weird. I don't. I, I, I was going to say something, but I, I don't necessarily mean it in the way I was going to think. So let me re, let me rephrase it. Sure. Stewie is the only character who can see into Kendall's soul. Yeah, he knows him. He knows him. You know, and I think he sees some good in there too. It's yeah. like not only he knows he's a shitbag, but he's just he he knows him fully. Yeah, I mean, look, these people are all shitbags. Yes, right. So yep. Stewie's still shitbag. Yep. But at the very least, Stewie has a form of an ethic. Sandy Furness has a form of an ethic. Yeah. yeah. Logan doesn't have any ethics. No. I mean, let's 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 to kind of bring bring this whole thing home. Talking about Logan a little bit, Logan. I mean, this is the fierce fireball this whole thing revolves around. And, and I mean, just, I, 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 it was wild, the, the, the uh, Born the Floor episode. I mean, just seeing kind of like the, the villain in full, um, you know, in, in all his might. It's just unbelievable. And um, it's wild. I, I, you know, it, I think about and I, it's, it's, it, that's why the show is so unbelievable, I think, in another way. And talking about the appeal of it a lot is, you know, it, it, it just you get this glimpse of, of these terrible people in, in, in power. And episode one starts out where they go to their summer house and they have the problem with, with, with their, uh, the summer palace, summer palace. I think they said the price of it when, um, when the mother was trying to, um, get it. Remember when she's like, we either get Christmas or the, the 250, whatever, the how much $250 million house in the Hamptons. House in the Hamptons. But so, I, I, I picture, uh, you know, the end of it. Logan goes out and he's and he's and he's shitting on the contractor because uh, it was a raccoons and in the, in the, um, that were stuck in the uh, chimney. And he, you know, he's just telling him to fuck off in true Logan fashion. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, he wasn't going to pay that contractor anyways. I mean, this is like, it just, it, it, I just, he parallels so many of these powerful egomaniacs that, um, that you know, and one in particular that that that's getting a lot of press these days it just he's just as fascinating to see to kind of be brought in to this these 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 this brand of person who is you know one of the masters of the universe and is just such a terrible human well, being so much of it though is bluster to cover up the fact that like he's gonna die yeah he, he's he's in terrible health yep he's an old yeah, man the, it's a, that's at the root the of the show, show yeah. starts with him having a stroke <laughs> yeah yeah Right, like he's gonna die soon, yeah. so it's basically all. It's a type of the, the weakest people always try to show the strongest. Yeah, right. Yep. They they don't want they, they Napoleon think Napoleon yeah. complex. Of, of well, that's more of yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I guess kind. it's reverse. It's it's, it's uh, you know substituting height for something, but yeah, Sorry, it's same heard. type of thing, right? Yep. It's it's like you're always the people who are always the strongest are the ones who are always ability are always able to show their vulnerabilities yeah. and the ones who are weakest are always the ones who I couldn't agree more. Yep. Who refuse to show them. Yep. And like Logan refused, like what's the one thing that Logan's told every single person who exists in the show at one point, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> right. You, you haven't interacted with Logan until he's told you to fuck off. In fact, I think there's only one character who he hasn't told to fuck off. Yeah. And I'm pretty, Marcia? I was thinking Jerry. Okay. Okay. But I think he might've told oh, her too at yeah. some point, yep. but Jerry, Jerry's well, great. Jerry's uh, the most loyal to him. She is. She's just, she's awesome. Uh, and just, um, Jay Smith Cameron's an awesome follow on Twitter, by the way. Too. Really? Great, great, um, great that. political and secession tweets. She's awesome. Um, where do you see it going? Um, any thoughts? I, I, I don't see it playing as straightforward as Kendall just being able to take his no. father out that nope. quickly. Yep. The third, you know, it's the third time he's tried it. So maybe the mm-hmm. third time is a charm. Yep. And maybe he will finally win the game of secession, mm-hmm. but, I don't see it coming very easily. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, Look, I don't either. This, we put it this way. We know someone's going to prison. Yeah, yeah. Who's it going to be? Yep, yep. Um, we, we know that it probably, we know of all people, like, who could go to, who in this show could go to prison? Mm-hmm. Tom, because yeah. he ordered, he ordered yeah. Greg to destroy paperwork. Yep. Greg, but Greg yeah. kind of, I think Greg kind of gave himself the golden ticket out by keeping one, <laughs> so, keeping that, his by keeping that one that piece of paper. Pure, that was just, that was one of the, like, like, you know, you can go to so many of their moments. We were talking about the one in the safe room, but like when they're burning the papers outside, it was pure comedy. It was just, I was dying. Well, that's, He's that's stuffing that, in his pants. And that's what comes down to in the end where I don't know why this is going to go this way. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how it's going to go in any way is. Every single one of these characters is incredibly dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't think, I mean, Roman was given the COO. I mean, you can't think he's capable for that. No, he was barely good enough to like go to a parks, uh, <laughs> that, that parks leadership. <laughs> yeah, I loved, thing. I loved him, cow, uh, you know, mingling with the, uh, common folk. That was great. It was kind of fun I'm to see glad him. that Roman tried to at least get that guy a job at headquarters. Absolutely. It was actually fun to watch Roman also after, you know, you know, almost, being put in that uh, hostage situation, he kind of came back a little bit different. And he was like, and he had that astute moment where he's like, he thought, you know, the deal wasn't that good. And, you know, it, he kind of, he fucked uh, Laird. Um, it's great to see Danny Houston. But I mean, we haven't, yeah, even, a, we haven't even touched on all the characters. It's such a, yeah, such Danny, a I mean, da- Danny Houston might've had the smartest move in the finale by just fucking walking just away. Walking away. Fuck this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So but no. maybe, maybe I guess a, a, a final thought about Roman is, Maybe even though he's shown to be the most nakedly obvious in his own like personal uh, personal interests, mm-hmm. maybe that makes him the best guy because he's the most transparent. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so much to hide with all the others. It, it, it does make sense that he's got there, and, and he has shown uh, a lot of growth in a lot and in, in tons of ways. So, hey. Thank you for coming on. I, I just I love talking about the show. I, I've always enjoyed that you were enjoying it as well. So this is awesome to have you on. Um, wait, uh, what's your Twitter? I, I you, know, can, you can find me. I know you're at, active uh, on there at Rolls on Shabbos. Yeah, um, it, it is spelled R O L L S O N S H A B B O S. And yes, it is taken from the Big Lebowski. And so obviously that shows your passion to film and television. So I'm hoping you might join us again one time. Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to do it again. Fantastic. So thank you all for listening. Um, I'm going to have uh, our man Kendall take us out here. So drop the beat. Squiggle. Check it. Born on the north bank, king of the east side. 50 years strong. Now he's rolling in a sick rod. Handmade suits. Reagan in loot. Five-star general, y'all best oh, salute. No. Yo, bitches be no. happy, but the king oh, is down. No. No. I read it. It is burning my eyes, but I cannot look away. L to the OG. Dude be the OG. And he playing. Playing like a pro. See? L to the OG. Dude be the OG. And he playing. Playing like a pro, make some noise. A1 ratings, 80k wine, never gonna stop, baby. Fuck for the time, bro. Don't get it twisted, I've been through hell. But since I stand dad, I'm alive and well. Shaper of views, creator of news, father of many, paid all his dues. So don't try to run your mouth at the king. Just pucker up, bitch, and go kiss the ring. L to the OG, do me the OG. A and he playing, make some noise. Thank <laughs> you.
when I say L, you say O, G, L to the, L to the, L to the, you need to stop it, L to the, L to the, L to the, motherfucking O, G. I think this might be the end of the company. We might get sucked into a black hole embarrassment that we never get out of. John D in the motherfucking house. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just a puppet here. If you want to place blame, then look to the puppeteer. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, when the love's gone and the hate's there, better watch out, cause it ain't fear. When your family ain't your family, and your legacy is just a name there. And your mother's eyes is a blank stare, but your father's picking who remains here. It's a power struggle, it's a tug of war that's amongst the kids, and it ain't fair. Yeah. Who gon' stop the pain? Who gon' block the dream? Who gon' stop the shame? We are not the same. Walking a tight boat in a lifeboat, nope. Just a free fall when I leave y'all, whoa. My bloodline was not chosen. Ooh. This bank account is not frozen. This thing of ours is not broken. What's understood is not spoken. If you love me, please don't judge me. Don't judge me. Family, fortune, envy. Jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, pedigree, yeah. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, 